And welcome everybody to episode number 10, 357. I'm Dean here with Kellen and we're ready to look into another Jan- mid-January weekend of college hoops. Things are starting to heat up here. And we definitely saw that over the last couple days. Um, a bunch of huge games. A couple teams we talked about, such as U.S. falling to Stanford, uh, losing their undefeated record. And Baylor, uh, the, the main thing, we're just going to go through one thing here that jumped out at us over the last couple of days of college basketball. Of course, I'm, I'm going to start off with the main game. Uh, Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech ending Baylor's undefeated season uh, at in Waco as well, which huge win for Mark Adams and them. But I was able to catch the end of that game uh, about the last minutes or so. And the big thing that jumped out at me was just Texas Tech's defense, more specifically their help defense. But I'm, what we've really underrated about Texas Tech this year is their ability to uh, to you know, sort of, they, they have really good floor spacing. I don't really think they have a true, and they have a lot of wings, a lot of um, forwards, but they're all athletic. They're all nimble on their feet. And it definitely showed at the end on the last possession where uh, James Akinjo, Baylor's, you know, great guard, Arizona transfer, uh, 10 seconds left. He's got the ball in his hands and he's on Marcus Santos Silva for Texas Tech, who I'm pretty sure is like their four, their power forward. I'm paying. It seems like, you know, either double, bring somebody to help, or if not, Akinjo's going to blow. And he tried to. He tried to make a move, but Santos Silva stayed with him the whole way. Akinjo had to pass it out, end up taking a tough shot, doesn't go in. And I think that possession, that last possession, really sort of represented how it was for uh, Baylor the entire night. Just great help defense from Texas Tech, and it stopped him from getting the win. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that game, so – um, I just saw Texas Tech won. They've been on a pretty good streak so far. Just beat Kansas and now Baylor at Baylor too, which is big, like you said. But I'm going to uh, move on to the Auburn-Alabama game, which I got to see yeah. uh, the second half. And Auburn was up when I started watching by around 10. They were it's It was at Alabama, by the way, too. And it's the college basketball version of the Iron Bowl. And the biggest takeaway from this game for me is how dominant Auburn's front court is. Uh, Jabari Smith, just probably the best player in college basketball, I would say right now, or the best prospect. Um, I think he's one of the best big men. And with Walker Kessler, who has – he's really good. He's averaging almost a double-double, but he's been in foul trouble recently, and he only played 12 minutes um, the other night. And he got absolutely postered by J.D. Davison, too. But – um, I mean, Auburn pretty much controlled most of this game. Alabama had a late push from some shots going in, but Auburn stayed on top, hit their free throws. Wendell Green Jr. had some great shots. He shot 20. He was 7 for 20, 3 for 10 from 3, 19 points. So he shot a lot of shots, but he had 19 points. So if they can get it done like this, I mean, why not? Um Jabari Smith was eight for 14 and Auburn comes out on top by four and Alabama, just not the best shooting night. Shackelford four for 14, Quinterly four for 19. And just those are the only two guys who took more than 10 shots. And it was just kind of, it was a, it was a, not a bad game for Alabama, but Auburn's 
a top three team in the country, and I think they're the best team right now. Uh, I love how Auburn's playing. Jabari Smith is so fun to watch. He can shoot. He's athletic. He can play defense. He can pass. He's almost like Kevin Durant. He has, like, flashes of Kevin Durant, and um, this Auburn front court is just dominating. And if Walker Kessler can stay out of foul trouble and Wendell Green can – keep scoring like he was the last few games. They've won three in a row, by the way, or maybe four, three or four um, SEC games. And Auburn's going to be just number one team, I think. Yeah, and they're, they're definitely uh, definitely people are talking about moving them up, either them or Gonzaga. Um, but, yeah, definitely what jumped out at me, I mean, that was definitely a game um, – that was definitely a game that Alabama could have won. I mean, like you said, Shackelford and Quinterly, from what I saw, a lot of those were good looks. Alabama was getting the looks that, you know, that they wanted. It's just a matter of shots couldn't, which for them, well, I mean, when you have a team that's so, you know, their game plan is around shooting threes or it's around the three ball so much, those nights are going to happen. You're bound to have, you know, regression at some point. Yeah, and Auburn had 11 blocks and nine steals too. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, big win for Auburn. They played well, but I also feel like, you know, you should, you shouldn't look at it as too bad of a loss if you're an, uh, Bama okay. fan. Yeah. I had, had to knock off one of the top teams in the country. So, all right, moving on quick recap of our picks, uh, um, for Monday. Let's see here. Let me bring them up. So starting off with that Auburn, Alabama game, we both picked Auburn. With Bama, got him there. Uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. You guys got me. You took West Virginia. I took Oklahoma State. I was wrong about the Taz Sherman, uh, thirty bomb. He had thirteen, but they won. So <laughs> I forgot about that. But you know, glad to see you held to it. Um, <laughs> Nova Xavier. We all got wrong. That was so close. Yeah. Uh, Duke Wake Forest. Uh, we got right, left the computer wrong again. We took Wake, we took Duke, LSU, Florida. I got that one. LSU, both of you guys took Florida, and same with Memphis, UCF. The shooters came to play for UCF. I got that on the computer, both took Memphis. I was surprised about Memphis and Florida, LSU. I was watching late, and Florida had them, they were neck and neck with a few minutes left, and Florida's defense just just kind of fell apart right at the end. And then their free throw shooting too was just abysmal. It was just pathetic. So uh, LSU definitely deserved to win that the way Florida closed out the game, but it was, it was definitely close. No, yeah, definitely, um, you know, rough start CC play for the Gators. Tough schedule, but still. Yeah. Um, so wrapping that up on four and two, you went three and three, another rough week for the computer one and five. So we're definitely starting to see a gap between me, you, and the computer. You're at 34 and 22, still in the lead. I'm right behind 32 and 24. Computer 24 and 32. So he's got some ground to make up. <laughs> All right, moving on to this weekend's games. We got AM. So we got to get right into it here. Starting off with a game that is going on right now. Yep, I got a plan right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah nine o'clock. Too. Um, so you want to go first for this one? I'll let you go first for this one. Yeah, so I'm picking Indiana. So Indiana's 12 and 3. 
All three losses are away, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Penn State. And they're at Iowa tonight, who's a similar record. They're 11-4. and four, But I think Indiana's – they're starting a trend tonight, which is going to be winning away games in the Big Ten, which is the hardest conference to win away games in, I think, because it's one of the best atmospheres in college basketball. And just really hard to win away games in the Big Ten, no matter where you are. And um, – yeah, I mean, it's Indiana. I'm picking Indiana. I think I'll always pick Indiana, so. Yeah, unless it's like, unless you guys are really bad one year and you're yeah. playing, like, number one team. Yeah. You got to pick. You got to pick the team you're a fan of. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take Iowa. So, I guess that also helps. Either one of us is going to have the edge over the other. Um, I think the key here is in Keegan Murray. I don't know who's going to be. Uh, I, I doubt you guys will put. TJD on him probably will be Race Thompson from what yeah. I've seen, but um, yeah, I'd still I, I Thompson's good, but I don't think it's enough to stop just the tear Marie's been on this year. And I think uh, let's see who's the starter. You're Braca, who's an all right defender. Um, he's their big, and I think he can do enough to slow down um, TJD. But you, yeah. you can never really stop him, but you can slow him down. Xavier Johnson too, Indiana's point guard is one of my guys. I'll have three. So he's one of my first guys to watch who is going to be a, I guess, difference maker in this game. Uh, I think Xavier Johnson moving the ball and shooting on offense is going to be a key to Indiana outscoring Iowa. And then his perimeter defense, uh, whether it be on uh, Bohannon or even on Keegan Murray, uh, just perimeter defense, because I'm not worried at all that Iowa's inside game is more of their shooting and uh just keegan murray in general yeah definitely a big difference from um from their team last year which is so inside focused all right and then the computer did agree with you on this one it took uh indiana in a close one 77 75 so you guys both me i'll have a chance to get me with that all right moving on to the big east seton hall and marquette um you go first for this one. Yeah, I'll go first for this one. Seton Hall, uh, you know, wasn't too too uh, sure on this one anymore, but I'm going to hold my word. I made the pick before this Paul game, which just wrapped up about an hour and a half ago. DePaul, big upset over Seton Hall by four. I really don't think DePaul is that awful of a team. I know, you know, winless in the Big East, got out a couple times, but they do have decent wins over Louisville. Um, a couple more, and I think Stubblefield is a great hide to Paul. Uh, he's definitely a name to watch over the next few years. He could, you know, not get where they were a long time ago, but start getting them on the, you know, path to potentially being there. Anyway, enough with DePaul's, and they're not playing. Seton Hall is, and I think they have the chance to knock off Marquette away. I think their guard plays the big key here because Marquette is a bunch of wings. They don't really have any good yeah. guards. Uh, Roden and Aiken, I think, are going to go off and no wins. All right. I love where this is going already. I have Marquette. Okay. Uh, at Marquette's at home. They've won their last three pretty easily against Big East competition. They destroyed Providence, which was a surprise because Providence was uh, probably the hottest team in the league being talked about. Had a bunch of quad one wins, destroyed them. Then they beat Georgetown, who, who sucks, but um, they just beat. Uh, DePaul too, who just beat Seton Hall, so technically they're better than Seton Hall. But uh, 
one of my other difference makers, the second one out of the three, is on Marquette. And he is one of the four, one of the many forwards, like you were saying, Justin Lewis, um, who's been pretty good for them this year. 15 points, eight rebounds, and he's shooting 42% from the field. Um, the last two games, he hasn't done too much. He's only had 10, 11 points, but he scored 23 the game before that against Providence, had a huge night against them, shot 50% from three. And I think he's a huge difference maker. The last three games, he shot 41, 62, and 43% from the field. And I like the Marquette team so far. I think they're the most underrated team in the Big East, which is really competitive. I think Villanova is the clear top dog right now. They beat Xavier twice. Um, they had a loss to Creighton. And I don't really know every team they've beaten, but I'm, I mean, I'm pretty certain we can all agree that Villanova right now at least is the favorite. And then it's kind of a tie between Providence, Xavier, Seton Hall, you can, it's kind of like Villanova just above everyone else. And then Georgetown um, and Butler. But Butler's solid. I'll give, give Butler a little bit. Yeah, Georgetown well, they're all right. Georgetown and DePaul. Oh, you're in, of course, going to say that. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, you just did beat Georgetown by 14. They have, um, they have a few good pieces. Uh, Jared Bolden had a good game earlier. I was watching, but um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could see. I mean, you were fucking chomping your pen, uh, getting ready to uh, go at me on the with that Marquette pick. So yeah, starting off disagreeing with each other, and uh, this time, well, again, the computer is siding with you. It took Marquette eighty three sixty eight. So uh, we've seen it before where the computer tries to tail one of us that's hot. I think he usually cools us off. I don't, I don't have the exact on it, but I feel like he's cooled us off instead of. Yeah. Wait, did you say he picked with me or you? Uh, with you. He took Marquette 8368. I see. I don't like this because he's anywhere the computer goes is an L. So exactly. He's, I feel like he's, I don't, we don't have exact numbers on this, but he's definitely bringing us down every yeah. time he tries to, he tries to tell one of us. All right. Moving on to the SEC, Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, big top 25 matchup in Kentucky's house. I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going back to the away team. I'm taking Tennessee. This is a team I've kind of hated on for a lot of the year. But now that I'm seeing Kentucky more, I'm starting to, you know, a little bit on them and just their lack of ability to get an offense going. Um, oh, no, not really their lack of – I mean, they have an offense, but they, they don't have a consistent offense. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw it in Vanderbilt where I think Vandy went – like a 12 nothing run and then Kentucky responded with like their own run but still I mean Vanderbilt's one of the, the all right this year but still to the bottom of the SEC those are games you are Kentucky you should be winning those by like 25 30 and they have done so even Georgia they were let's see only up three on Georgia worst power conference school in the country and you're only up three on them and you have like borderline player of the year candidate in Oscar Shibway. A bunch of five stars. Kellen Grady, we talked about him before. He's he was on fire at least. Um, he's really interesting. Yeah, they haven't put offense up like they should. And I think Tennessee starting to find their groove a little more. You know, beat Arizona, only lost to Bama by five, uh, lost to LSU by twelve. That's not a bad loss. I think they're starting to find their footing as the season goes on. Kennedy Chandler has a big game. I think Tennessee wins. Yeah, so I'm disagreeing again. So 
like it. Starting off hot, three in a row, picking the opposite teams. Uh, I was kind of rooting for Tennessee earlier in the year, but just it's just been hard for me to think like legitimize them recently. The Alabama loss, I kind of gave them a pass because they were missing two got um, two of their best guys. They barely beat Ole Miss in overtime in an ugly game. Uh, they got handled by LSU, and then they they just beat South Carolina, but. I mean, it's South Carolina, um, whatever. And now they're going to Kentucky. And you have a uh, – I think you said it really well with Kentucky's offense. They have all the right pieces, all the five stars, Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady, who should be able to shoot, and um, Xavier Wheeler, who is one of the best floor generals in the country, probably the best, and then an absolute rebounding monster. But – they just don't have a consistent offense. It kind of just sometimes they just go down there, take a stupid shot, and just next possession, stupid shot, and they can't really ever get anything established, and they don't have the best defense to score too many points in transition. But even with all that hating on Kentucky, I'm still going with Kentucky because Tennessee I think is a little bit overrated. They haven't been playing too well. And it's at Kentucky, and I think Kentucky starts winning. Um, yeah, I think they start winning. They're definitely the favorite on paper, and computer agreed with you three for three. So I don't know how you feel about that, but they took Kentucky in a blowout, eighty-three to fifty-six. So maybe see trend here these first three games. Let's keep moving. Staying in the SEC, Alabama, Mississippi State. Uh, you want to take this one first? Uh, you take it. All right. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going back to chalk. I don't know if you stay with chalk, but I'm taking Alabama. Uh, Mississippi State looks solid for a while. Rough loss, I believe, last night. Either last night or Tuesday. Kind of here. Um, Who was last night? To Georgia? Or no, to Ole uh, Miss. I, yeah. Yeah, Ole Miss. Oh, actually, actually yeah, like it's Saturday. Saturday lost. Ole Miss, not a great SEC school. Kind of over there with Vanderbilt is a team you don't want to lose to. Yeah. Uh, they do have the – they have a star guard, Everson Molinar, good transfers, Garrison Brooks, Rocket Watts. But uh, I think the key here is, again, going to sit all year, Alabama's guards. And I think Mississippi State can match, you know, these two of them. They have the backcourt to go shot for shot, at least for most of it. Um, with Molinar Watts. Yeah. Molinar. Yeah, Molinar is really good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Alabama pulls it out, just getting back to where they have been with, with their shoot, uh, with their shooting, with their shot. And they can get, you know, they, they've been back and forth. So coming off a loss, I'm expecting them to just keep bouncing back. Yeah, these are two high-powered offensive teams. Uh, Alabama averaging 82 points and Mississippi State just behind with 75 uh, I'm going to pick Alabama here too because I think Alabama is a better team. And uh, I don't know. I just Alabama, I don't see them losing this game to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a good team, but they're just middle of the road team who kind of like a bubble team almost. They have a good record, but uh, I think it's better than they actually are. I think in the SEC, um, let me pull it up here. They're on par with teams like 
A&M and I guess you could say South Carolina. Maybe I was hating on them too much, but maybe they're better. Right in between the ranked teams and like Florida, Florida and Arkansas. That's what I compare them to. But yeah, Alabama is my pick nonetheless. Yep. Both agreeing on that. Computer again, switching it up. Mississippi State in a blowout, 86 66. <laughs> <laughs> Always interesting the picks the computer likes to make. Um, yeah, we'll see if it works out for him. I mean, I'll just spoil it right now. Only want me and the computer this week only agree on one of the eight picks. So either I'm having a good week or the computer good week or we're both having okay weeks uh yeah so i mean the computer not not friends for the weekend uh moving on to the big 12 texas and iowa state big game both these teams uh between you have 15 and 25 in the poll Uh, i'll go first i have iowa state uh this is one of those games texas still a mystery still a mystery to us um and iowa state coming off two rough losses Oklahoma by 13 and then Kansas by one in a really good game. Yeah, that was a great final yeah. seconds. Um, that last minute was, was crazy. I think they're going to come out hungry. Of course, he'll, I'll see him said it before. I'll say it again to one, you know, I'd say most, definitely most underrated. One of the toughest places to play in the country. They're, they always pack it in. They're going to be loud. And Texas still a mystery. This is a team that hasn't played much. You know, in in a in a Big Twelve, we were all playing good competition. They haven't had the the easiest, you know, the easiest. Um, no, I'm sorry, not easiest. They haven't had the toughest road so far. West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I don't think any of those teams were ranked. You know, for the Big Twelve, having half their league, where they haven't played a, a ranked Big Twelve team yet. This is going to be a step up in competition for them, especially since. This is where I think non-conference scheduling sort of comes in, plays a decent role because Chris Beard doesn't like to, you know, doesn't like to make the toughest non-conference schedules. So they're coming off of four unranked Big Twelve teams and two bye games. Those have been their last six games. This is their first time in a month they're playing decent competition, and I think Iowa State can take advantage of that and win. Yeah, that's. A totally good reason, and I agree with everything you said. But I'm picking the I'm picking Texas solely because it's an upset. I think Iowa State it like should win and is in the position to win. It's at Iowa State, and it is an underrated place this season too. They beat Texas Tech earlier, and they destroyed Iowa in the state rivalry game. Uh, the last two games away. Haven't been great. The Kansas game was so close. I could have gone either way, but the Oklahoma game was a little ugly. But I like Iowa State a lot, but I'm picking Texas uh, as an upset. Not really any explanation. And this is the one game that me and the computer did agree on. Uh, the computer took Iowa State home 71 to 59. That was his, his, uh, his pick. All right. One more game in the Big 12 here this weekend, Oklahoma and TCU. Um, I got TCU. I'll, I'll just go first on this one. Uh, don't really have a side behind it. I haven't seen too much of these teams, but just knowing that you never know what's going to happen in the Big 12. I think uh, a team that lost by 14 to Texas can beat a team that has kept it close a little bit with Baylor, and their only other loss is to Santa Clara, 
and they've been pretty consistent. Mike Miles, really good guard, one of the most underrated in the country. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be able to guard him on Oklahoma. I think uh, TCU wins. TCU has a good record and they've played good, but they haven't. They don't have a good, like a real good win yet. Their yeah. best win is either against Texas A and M or Oral Roberts. I would say they don't really have that good of a win. And I'm going with Oklahoma. They've been a little uh, shaky, I guess, because I mean they lost to Baylor, the number one team, when they lost by 10 at Baylor and then they go and they destroy Iowa state and they just lost to Texas last night or earlier this week. But I don't know. It's it, they're like one of the most weird teams to me. Cause I thought this weekend I was like, how are they not ranked? Uh, the, like I was like, this team needs to be ranked because yeah. they're underrated. They're really good. Then they lost to Texas. And I was like, all right, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, Tanner Groves has been doing pretty good for them. They don't – I guess you could consider that him as their go-to guy, but they don't really have – they have a pretty well-rounded team. And I think Oklahoma gets it done against TCU at TCU because I don't think they're that impressive of, impressive of a team yet. I think it's similar to how you said about Texas. They didn't have a tough non-conference schedule. They played pretty weak competition besides Baylor. Um I mean, they played Baylor, so yeah, it's been good competition. But uh, Oklahoma is my pick here. Uh, yeah, and no, yeah, you. I mean, Baylor's just the exception. You, yeah, you you use my point right against me. Other than Baylor, easy, like way easier than than Texas. As I'm looking at a year, I mean, they played three power conference teams, but not three good power conference teams. Yeah. I mean, A and M still. Jury's out yeah, on them. I was but. saying AM's probably their best win. That's a middle yeah. uh, team. Utah's not that good. Honestly, I don't know much about Utah. I don't know much about any Pac-12 team besides the big three in Oregon. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Arizona State. That's it. And in case you guys are wondering, in case people are wondering why we don't pick Pac-12 games. Yeah, it's like a different universe. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. The three hours. Three hours makes a big difference. Yeah, there's like a few games on tonight at 11. It's like, yeah, there's no way I can. Or that's yeah. BYU why you can talk about. Yeah, you know, like, no, but also, no, yeah. I mean, there's um, USC is playing somebody. Uh, Oregon State at 11. And Colorado's in Arizona, number five and number six in the country. But if I w- were staying up for a game, I'd probably be watching BYU-Gonzaga. Because that's, yeah, that's, the- that's a good game. That's just that's how the. Who knows? Maybe I- USC will lose again. What was that? I said maybe USC will lose again. Yeah, but yeah might. We'll never know. Yeah, and uh, Oklahoma, computer, agree with you, 68-9. So you said, you said we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's done after this one. Uh, but if we do have one Monday, you guys should show up. Because me and Kellen are disagreeing on almost every single pick here. So yeah. somebody's going to come back happy Monday. Yeah, it's bound to be a good show on Monday yeah, for one of us. Exactly, and somebody's not going to be happy. Um, okay, moving on. Two more games. Let's get through these. Iowa and Minnesota, next one. I'm going to roll with Iowa again. Minnesota, I had don't haven't seen much about them. I know they kept it close with uh, Michigan State last night, but I don't think that really shows who they are. I think this is a team that's going to – they were picked last in the Big Ten. I think they're going to start regressing back to where they were. Um, I look at the box score. 
Uh, Jamison Battle, the guy's supposed to be the leader for him, 13, fourth in the team. And, um, yeah, I just think I, I haven't seen much of them. I, I know uh, Peyton Willis is all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you probably know more about them than I do. But uh, from what I've seen, they – I mean, they're scrappy. They hang in games. But at the end of the day, they don't have yeah, – that's a, that's a really good way of putting it, actually. They are a yeah. team that finds a way to f- stay in the game somehow or at least not get blown out. They, they couldn't do that against Illinois. They just don't have anyone to put against Kofi. But Michigan State played a bad game last night and got lucky with that Hauser um, last-second shot to win it. But against Indiana, they – it was close, but they really weren't in it. And so I'm picking Iowa too here, actually. Uh, like, I like Iowa. I just didn't want to say anything about Iowa and the other pick because they're playing Indiana, yeah. who's winning by nine right now. And half? Uh, three minutes until half. But Minnesota is just not – I don't just – I don't think they're that like all that. I think Iowa is a similar team to Minnesota, but better with – um, not as scrappy as you said, actually. I like how you said, like, they're a scrappy team who stays in games, but I was better shooters, uh, just better skilled team. Yep. All right, and to wrap it up, we haven't shown as much love to the mid-majors with these picks lately. I know. I love to see this game because I saw this game was coming up, and we've talked about Furman. I don't think we've talked too much about chattanooga on the show but like me and you have talked about him yeah i've been a big fan about him i put him in my top 40 this week uh they were i think they were like 38 or 39 starting to creep up there they did lose last night which was a little ding on them to western carolina but they were also without david jean uh jean baptiste who is one of their main guys you know it's just something to keep in mind going forward so we decided we'd bring up this game Last one, Furman and Chattanooga. We might, you know, throw in a mid-major game from here time to time. Um, I'm going to go with Chattanooga. Again, really love this team. Their guard will be featured down the road as my mid-major player of the week, Malachi Smith. Because he's he might be, let alone mid he might be one of the best players in the country. Yeah. What he's doing for them. It's crazy. I also have Silvio D'Souza, who we've, we've talked about, transfer from Kansas. I think former five-star recruit. Four or five star. He was a big name coming out of high school, I remember. Um, and then, like I said before, David Jean Baptiste, another great guard. But don't count out Furman. Furman's been, you know, we've seen a solid team the past few years. Jalen Slauson, one of the most underrated players in the country. Uh, I know any North Carolina fans, they watched that game. He, he went off in the first, at least the first half. And this is a team, I mean, you look at it, beat Louisville in overtime. Took Belmont to overtime. Belmont was a team I considered throwing in my – I think I did put it in my top 40. Uh, Three-point loss to Mississippi State. 13-point loss to uh, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, they have two senior guards who are pretty good. They have a good backcourt in Slauson, too, who we I know we have talked about. Uh, I'm picking Chattanooga, too. I love Malachi Smith. Uh, I did watch a little bit of him. I didn't even see that they lost – Last night, I just completely missed that. But I don't care. I'm still picking Chattanooga. They're home. Uh, I didn't put them in my top 40. I feel like I should have now. But uh, if they do have uh, Jean Baptiste for this game, which I'm assuming they will, uh, I think Chattanooga gets it done. And uh, I think this will be a really – one. I think this might be one of the best games to watch out of this slate right here. Either this one or – 
Yeah, I'm going with this one, actually. Yeah, We know you guys need things to watch, especially people coming over from college football just wrapped up. You want to get into more college basketball is a perfect way to start getting more into it. No better place to start than two really good mid-majors going at it. Computer, like I said before, only one of eight agreeing with me. He's taking Furman, 76-72. So I think that these picks are the most all over the place in terms of me, you, and the computer. Monday, you got people, you guys got to come back Monday because they're the records are going to be typically. We've had a lot of you know 500, 500, 500. Who knows that might happen again, but there's potential here for a couple, a couple low, low records, a couple high records. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also, I didn't, I just forgot to say this Malachi Smith is my last player to watch. He's their biggest guy. He's it was weird because I was looking at that name and I was like, I swear I've heard that name. But Dayton has a starting point guard freshman with the same name. And part of my family's Dayton fan, so I know him. And I was just like, Oh, there's two guys um in division one basketball named Malachi Smith. But uh yeah, Malachi Smith, Chattanooga is my third guy to uh to watch for and I actually thought that was funny. I was watching uh, Inside College Basketball a couple nights ago, and they were showing the St. Louis Dayton highlights, and I thought they mispronounced. I thought they just mispronounced point card Malachi Smith. Like, oh, he must be – must have, you know, mixed names. No, he's in, the guy's name is Malachi Smith. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. I'm going to run through these real quick. because I know, Especially you, you got to get to – you got to watch the second half of this Indiana-Iowa game. Which what, what's the score? What's the score? Uh, they're up eight. They just hit a three. Uh, there's a minute and a half left in the first. It's actually going by pretty slow, which is nice. But minute and a half till halftime. Indiana's up eight. So that'll be a big win. They can hear, you know, once we get off here, you can hear more about him. Uh, you know, the reactions to that comes reactions on Monday with his Indiana report. But we haven't done a throw in a long time, so it's been a while since blowing bubbles, where we look at teams on the bubble, figure out if they to get in and for this one i know at least one of these, these teams have already talked about um pop both i, I kind of forget i know at least one though and we're going to get updates on them now this first team is a team i think you said last time i talked about it should not have been in but they've made some wins i think now they're on the safer side and that's going to be murray state in the ohio valley uh only two losses if you look at their schedule here east tennessee state by eight and Auburn by 15. We've now seen Auburn turn into, if not the best team in the country. Uh, but they have steamrolled through their first two games in the Ohio Valley. Actually, no, not steamrolled. They only won by five in the second one, but still they won both. Uh, Memphis win by two. That's getting better. That win's looking better. Memphis is starting to do a little better in the American. Uh, that was a big one for them. Uh, East Tennessee state loss does hurt, but I think you offset that with a win over Memphis and a win over Chattanooga by 11. Memphis is away as well, always a tough place to play. Um, I think, again, people that need games to watch to learn more about college basketball, Murray State Belmont Saturday. Those two, uh, two Ohio Valley teams, that's as good as it gets right there. Now I'm wondering why we didn't put that in there, but <laughs> – um, yeah, that's a good game. Murray State, I, I agree with you now, though. As a over that one. I must have glossed over that one, too. Um, that 
that's going to be huge. And if you miss them on Saturday, they play again. They'll play again February 24th. But you want to see first action, you know, first big action, the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Murray State and Belmont are both in our top 40s. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not even like – it's not for the Ohio Valley this year where, like, if you lose, they're off the bubble. Those are – they're both good teams. Doesn't hurt anybody. Just a good game. Just helps the winner. Um, I think – I think right now, looking at how the – especially with the rest of the Ohio Valley, really the only other team is Moorhead State, team that made to the tournament last year. Um, Other than that, nobody's good. And they should steamroll through the Ohio Valley – and get a bid. Uh, I don't agree with me on that. I don't know if, if you if you looked at their schedule a little bit, but um, no, I agree with you with this team. I think they're in. All right, so we're getting agreement on that. I think the committee should let them in unless they have a total collapse. Now we're going to go to a team that is kind of collapsing, and now they really got to they really got to struggle to get back on the right side of the bubble. I think they're out by a decent amount right now. And I just wanted to spotlight them because we thought they were going to be decent going into it, going into ACC play. Do you want to guess who I'm talking about here? Wake Forest. Uh, actually, no, Virginia, no, Tech. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yes. Okay. I know. Yes. This team has had a total collapse. Uh, ended up last night, two point loss to Virginia. Not that yeah. Virginia usually know, but um, you, you look at their uh, wins here. Let's see. I mean, only ones that really jump out of me away at Maryland. I, we know Maryland's not a great Big Ten team, but still away. Uh, that's a decent win, along with Bonaventure, who at the time we thought was a really good win, but Bonaventure's struggling. Yeah. The that's not getting much better. And then losses to really no bad losses, which is the reason I you know brought them up. I mean, the only I'd say bad one would be North Carolina State by five at home. But even then, North Carolina State's not an awful team. But still, just where we were expecting them in the ACC uh, and where they've ended up been great. Uh, every, you know, a lot of these games are they, – they need wins. They need wins. ACC this year, you need a decent amount of them to get you back onto the bubble. No super great teams other than – but a lot of solid teams that could help out. I mean, I see a stretch in mid-February where they go home North Carolina, away Georgia Tech, away Miami. I think those three, at least two of those three, if you want to be a consideration and make it a little farther in the ACC tournament. But right now, they have, they have plenty of chances. They need to get together soon though. I mean, Kive Aluma has, some of the blame this year, he's kind of, I think he's fallen off, of, not a lot, but just like regressed a little since last year. His three point percentage is down 11%. He's averaging the same points and a rebound and a half less. But uh, yeah, this team was pretty much a lock in our top third, like around 30 to 35 in our top 40. And I don't think they made it for this one or they barely did. Yeah, I think they just. Did they? Hold on. Were they even in it? I don't remember. Yeah, they were 39, so barely. Yeah. I mean, if we made it now, I don't that mean they wouldn't be in it. But with uh with the uh, Virginia lost that that's yeah. Good. Um all right. Done with that. Moving on, final section of the show here. Random shit report. Um 
I didn't have too much. Yeah, Usually. I didn't have anything. I feel like all the random shit in college basketball just took a break for a week. I know. It's or I just wasn't annoying. able to find it. It's annoying. I mean, I have a little bit. Nothing as crazy as we had early on in the show. I'm hoping it picks back up. I think conference tournaments is where we're really going to see it pick back up. Yeah, that's conference fair. tournaments in March Madness is where. Oh yeah. We're we're really going to see why we made this segment, but now we're like in conference play. Everything's organized. Um, actually, 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 I saw on Twitter a couple hours ago. Hold on, this is my pretty recent random shit. Stanford Washington State had a COVID delay. For about, I think. Oh yeah, I heard about that right at they, like before the show, before we started. Yeah, recording. and they decided to still play the game. Yeah, they were walking out an hour and a half late. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, it's been it's been two years with COVID. Yeah, you think we wouldn't have this anymore? Yeah, I feel like there's like new rules or like new protocols every day, and like, I mean, a bunch of games have gotten canceled. I think we're kind of getting out of the. Uh, I guess COVID season, you could call it. I feel like the COVID season kind of starts right when college basketball starts into December. And I feel like it's going to get better. And once we hit March, we should be, we should be good. We only saw one game canceled this last tournament. There was a game that sucked to get canceled. It was, I forget who VCU played, but I just remember wanting to play or wanting to see Bones Highland um, play the guy you hyped up all last year. But um uh, I mean, I think we're on a good pace right now. I agree. And uh, bringing up the tweet here, what what happened was Stanford's team physicians weren't satisfied with Washington State's COVID test results, so they had every player test again, but then the result process failed. So now they had, so then they had to test them again. So twice they all did two rounds of testing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. So that delayed the game for a couple hours, and they said, "All right, we'll we'll still play it." And I don't know who won, but yeah, let me check who won because if I mean that'd be pretty funny if Washington State won. <laughs> Stanford won by five. Okay, still just kind of interesting. I mean, we've seen we've seen COVID affect affect games late <laughs> up until tip, but not this this yeah. late. But that's not they've. Uh, as they've been already already warmed up and everything. So that'll do it for the show. Do you have anything else you want to add before we head off here? Uh, not really. I mean, we have some new graphics up on the Instagram. Uh, yep. TikTok clips should be just coming soon. Uh, I should be rolling them out. I haven't gotten any this week, but definitely will this weekend from uh, tonight's show in case you didn't get to see all of it. And yeah, uh, it's pretty much all I have. And uh, potentially a new kind of series, weekly series for overrated and underrated teams. Mm, yep, and that'll be coming on Instagram, right? Yeah, that uh, should be a graphic that we'll post every week. So that's that's all I have for today. Yeah. All right. Make sure you guys come back here Monday. Uh, might get a little a little heated with some uh, interesting results we're gonna see how it shakes out this weekend but a lot of disagreements between us two and the computer so we'll see who comes out on top all right that'll do it for episode number 10 at 357 we will see you guys back here on monday